Well, welcome everybody. We're back for another episode here of AWM Insights. Justin, I'm excited to jump in today. Uh, we talked a lot about impact in the last episode, how to think about that, how to do it effectively. And there is absolutely, I'm convinced of this, I think we all are, no greater impact than really working on your family and helping your family to become the center of that impact, not only for what's going on today in your current family, but hopefully for generations to come. And I think, yeah, certainly this is an area that most ultra wealthy families should be focused on. We're going to get into some of the stats that uh, unfortunately this doesn't happen, but I'd argue all the way down the line, this is something that people should be focused on because it's Yes, transferring wealth is a big part of things. Wealth is in the eye of the beholder in large part, but it's also transferring values and transferring your stories and and all those types of things. And I think you can have tremendous impact uh, across the board over time. So we're going to jump in. We kind of want to frame a few different things today, right? We want to frame kind of what is, why are we even talking about this today? Kind of what's the problem that exists? A little bit about also how to go about uh, fixing this or, or at least getting on a good path to hopefully have more of an impact down the line. So let's start there, Justin, maybe jump in, kind of frame this for us a little bit. Like, what is the problem? Why doesn't wealth transfer? You know, why are we sitting here talking about yeah, this? Yeah. And I think it's important to underscore, at least I want to underscore what you were saying. We're going to use the term family wealth here. And it's a lot more than just the financial side of things or the dollar and cents. That's a big component of it, but you can apply this to every single aspect of life, values, history, personality. I mean, you know, there's an argument of nature versus nurture in there somewhere, but, but just being intentional, right? At the end of the day, that's what we're talking about. And intentionality is difficult. And the, the numbers behind it are unfortunate, really, at the end of the day. 70% of wealth is lost by the second generation. I mean, that's staggering. So the first generation builds it, earns it, whatever you want to say, and then 70% of it is gone by the second generation. 90% of, by the third. This is the, we've used the term, but this is the shirt sleeves to shirt sleeves epidemic, as it's called. It's not new. It's been around for generations and centuries and long, long, long periods of time. Right. But it's something that's worthwhile to solve and something we're really, really passionate about. It, it gives us a whole nother motivator, really, to, to do what we do on a daily basis, to, to, to put the, the hard work in there, to, to help people be more intentional, to be more high performing, if you want to think about that with, with our client base, to really try and break this trend, which it, it's, not, it's not easy. It's not necessarily difficult. It's a process. It just takes that intentionality, really. And I think one other thing about this, right, is we often hear many times, I think we've mentioned this on a podcast before, but so many people think about it like, you know, hear these stats and yeah. I think it, it gets paralyzed or it's like, yeah, this is exactly why I don't want, you know, little Johnny or, Sal or Sally to inherit this. I'd rather, you know, kind of give it away and give it to organizations that can utilize it. But I think that's kind of a myopic, very small viewpoint, right? At the end of the day, you're going to be gifting that to somebody. And unfortunately, as a society, we aren't trained very well in, in financial aspects or wealth. And so, you know, 
we would argue what better place to actually have an impact than to train your own family, your right. own heirs to actually deal with this wealth, right? And deal with it is, is kind of a strong word, but steward it well and actually make that impact jump on top of each other rather than, you know, kind of falling victim to yeah. some of these stats. And, and training, just to, to piggyback on that word, I mean, it really kind of boils down to that. So there are some studies that try and look at why doesn't this actually work? So we, we went over the statistics of, of how poor wealth actually transfers. 60% of it, according to one study by uh, the Williams Group, basically they say they found 60% of it boiled down to communication. Mm -hmm. And I mean, we all know that communication is difficult. We humans are, are terrible at it for whatever reason. And, and it also applies here. 25% is due to errors being inadequate, inadequately prepared. Excuse me. Chances are that's probably bad due to bad communication. Right? So th this isn't because of some lack of technical knowledge or, or in some cases it can be, but it very few and far between is it like some big glaring thing that you would commonly probably guess off the top of your head. It really boils down to, to this this aspect of communication, instilling your values, your history, and like you're saying, to to give the gift, if you will, to to your family and future generations to become a steward and have a, a much greater lasting impact on your wealth. If it even if it is charitable, right? That's that's okay. Absolutely, but, yeah. But you get to magnify it. You get to educate your family for years and years or generations to come, many, many years to come to, to really make that impact. And I think what you're talking about here is exactly why the problem exists, right? It's it's that communication, it's the lack of intent, it's maybe the lack of skill sets, not knowing how to deal with some of these topics, not knowing how to talk to your kids. Yeah. I mean, it's totally natural. I can I totally understand the argument. I was talking with a, a, uh, a colleague the other day and they were talking about it. They have a friend that's a, a surgeon. He makes several million dollars a year and they were having a conversation about, you know, the, his children and they're in their teens and mm -hmm. buying cars, et cetera. And, you know, the colleague of ours had asked, well, how have you talked to them about money? How do they, he's like, Whoa, I, I'm not going to talk to them about that. Are you crazy? You know, I'm not going to let them know that I make a couple we'll million dollars a year. Right? And, but it makes sense, right? Like I don't want my kids to hear, Oh, I make a few million dollars a year. And then all of a sudden there's this entitlement factor, but I would argue, or we would argue that the times that we've walked through this with clients is that's not what your kids hear, right? Your kids hear that what you value, how you value money, how you emphasis on money. And it's such an opportunity to talk about how you've actually earned that wealth, right? The amount of time that, that, that person spent in medical school and how much work and how many surgeries and all these types of things that had to go into building that wealth. What fantastic lessons for those children to learn as opposed to them not knowing the high level details, they're still getting all the toys and the cars and all right. that kind of stuff. Right. right. So why not take the opportunity to, to educate them? And so as we shift a little bit towards you know, at least what we believe some of the answers are here, I think starting to think about how are some ways to fix it? You've brought it up in this conversation, but passing those values, we just talked about it, passing those stories on. I mean, it's no secret. There, there's a significant, I don't know the stats off the top of my head, but a significant amount of the wealth in the world is still controlled or, or owned by the Jewish communities. 
we would argue that there's a big reason for that, right? And often, I'm going to speak in generalities, but in often cases, there's a long sense of history. Families, you know, look at themselves multi-generationally. And I think it's that type of viewpoint that you have to start to look at, right? Like it's, it's stewarding the wealth from generation to generation to generation, as opposed to the traditional problem of, oh, I earned a bunch of money. Okay, what can I do with it in my lifetime, right? And so we got to start to work on that. Yeah, I think the the way to to tie that into a nice bow is you, you redefine how you think about wealth. And sure. these, these successful families do that. They, they think about it much more broadly than just the pure dollars and cents. It's not just a number or it's not just something you can, you've earned and then you get to deplete it, it during your life, life cycle. It, it takes on a, a different definition and meaning around stewardship or thinking through wealth, both in terms of financial capital, which we talk a lot about. We talk also a lot about human capital, social capital, charitable intent, things like that, where it becomes really multidimensional and, and, adds a lot more meaning to it. And each one of these different areas or, or refined definitions of it has a different conversation. And there's different values that the family might have around that to, to then instill into the next generation. And then that next generation gets to instill in the, the subsequent generation. That's a big component to this. It's not, it's not just pure financial wealth dollars and cents. How big is the portfolio or how big is my portfolio? How much can we actually spend before the end of our lifetime? And maybe that's your goal. That's a, that's another conversation, but just being intentional about thinking about that, the, the successful individuals, the successful families, those that live more of a fulfilled life, if you will. I mean, not to get too, too touchy feely around it. They take this, this, step back and have this intentionality and these deeper conversations around it and then really think through it over the long term. I think that's a great point. And if you start to think about it, and oftentimes we talk about human capital on this podcast, but that I think that's how families more broadly think about it, right? They're thinking about their human capital, which encompasses, right, your intellectual capital. So if you're a business owner, you created something, right? You used your your intelligence to create a new opportunity. That's one source of capital. But then you've also got your social capital and your financial capital. So we need to teach them about our financial capital so they know how to, to steward that, make good decisions. But I think I would argue as well, what you're saying is social capital. You know, if you're pulling on a story from our childhood, Eric and I benefited tremendously from our dad working with AT&T and with a lot of professional people. And he brought us around and we learned how to navigate those conversations, have have conversations with business people, you know, introduce ourselves property, properly, look them in the eye. I think people listening to this, especially the athletes, for instance, I mean, the people that you're around, if you can expose your children and teach them, I mean, what greater opportunity, right? That not only we talk about this with a lot of our clients at this point in time, when you're still in the celebrity status, you could pretty much get to anybody. Well, guess what? So can your kids, right? Like put them in a lunch with you and somebody important, teach them how to have that social capital. It's just going to benefit overall. And you start to stack these things up. And we're talking about a lot of different kind of ideas here, but having a process and a team to help 
you work through this is really important as well. So don't feel like you have to go at this alone. There are a lot of people out there that should be able to help you through this process. It's something that this is really the nuts and bolts of what we do in our expertise. Uh, we take a lot of pride in, but I would say this is really where we have a lot of fun and and are able to see the impact that we have with clients pretty quickly. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's rounding out the the technical aspects of what we do with a lot more meaning, right? The technical side of it is is the the financial science, if you will, those dollars and cents, and and we take pride in that, and it, and there's a lot of emotional stimulation there. But then being able to take that and apply it to individuals and families and even our own families right it's it really comes true to true to heart for for all of us that are trying to implement the same things being more intentional with life to to leave an impact leave a legacy whatever that may be is again we always say it's different and unique for each and every family but us being involved in that conversation and bringing in specialists where a specialist is needed or serving in that role ourselves. It's a really, really, really fulfilling endeavor because it's no, it's never done. It's not a single singular project. It's, it is this, this overall process that, that really brings a lot of uh, joy and fulfillment to all of us and, and to our clients at the end of the day. Absolutely. And I, I'll leave with this is it's never too early to start. You know, I think a lot of people get paralyzed by that. Oh, my kids are too young. They don't understand. That's just not true uh, from a, you know, a psychology perspective. We actually know that specifically to money, some of the more forming and shaping that is actually done is in those elementary years, believe it or not. When they're first learning how to count, how do they start to, you know, use money, like adding $5 and $10 and that, that type of thing. How do you steward it? Well, it's never too early. And conversely, it's never too late. As long as you have intentionality behind it, right? It, you want to pass these things on. You can start at the very end if you have to and start to work backwards. So might make it a little more difficult, but but that process is still absolutely there. So before we close out today, I just want to remind everybody, shoot us a text. We'd love to start distributing these things out to you guys via text. Makes it Make it easy on you uh, for when a new episode gets launched. Uh, that telephone number is 602 704 5574. You can also shoot us questions uh, around this topic specifically, or if you have questions that you'd love us to hit on in the future, we'd love to cover those as well. But until next time, own your wealth, make an impact, and always be a pro. The information in this podcast is educational and general in nature and does not take into consideration the listener's personal circumstances. Therefore, it is not intended to be a substitute for specific, individualized financial, legal, or tax advice. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a final decision.